0: We are talking about Passover, all right? So, if we look at Hebrews uh, chapter 11, that great faith chapter, uh, you can go back to this chapter your whole life because it is so powerful. It starts off, really, in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, which is the book of Habakkuk. uh, Verse 38 says, Now the just live by faith, but if any man draw back my soul, shall have no pleasure in him. And then going over to verse 6 of Hebrews uh, chapter 11, it says, But without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Amen. Turn with me to Luke chapter nine, verse 23. If you have your phone, just click on over to it. We got technology today. Nothing wrong with it. Amen. You ain't got to look up like the rest of us and try to find them little, like Joel and all those little prophets. You got your phone. You just click on it. You know what I'm saying? Get you one of those tablets. You'd be in church just smooth, you know, can find everything, find every verse, (laughs) take notes and all those wonderful things. Amen. It says here in Luke chapter nine, I just wanted to read this little small thing for you. It's beginning at verse 23 to 27. Every passage of Scripture is almost familiar to us. We've been back and forth through this Bible for the past eight, nine years, haven't we? Nothing new. You ain't going to hear no new Scripture. You ain't going to hear no new message, amen? We're just reminding each other every week. It says here in verse 23, and he says to all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gains the whole world and loses himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. And he will come in his own glory and in his father's and of his holy angels. But I tell you uh, of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see uh, the kingdom of God. Amen? Very powerful statement by Jesus. Kind of go alongs with Noah. How Noah being moved by fear. He condemned the world. The Lord spoke to him just like he probably speaks to you and I and says hey, I'm, this is a wrap up right here. It's over. And Noah was like, what do you mean it's over? He's like, it's over bro. Our God is a killer. And I tell people that all the time. I know he's a lamb and He's all pretty and gentle and all that stuff, and he's so full of love. But we got to remember that our God is going to avenge Abel and everybody else that this world destroyed. You have to remember that. I, this morning, I just kept thinking about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and, uh, and everything that went along with that whole movement. We think about Passover a lot of times. Yeah, we're thinking about the Lord's death and all this and that. Uh, But for so many people in this world, um, when he said, take up your cross and follow me. We know that he means that uh, we're about to die. When it talks about the hatred between the woman's seed and the seed of the most high God. All right. The woman's seed and the Satan's seed, there's such a difference. It's like night and day. It's like black and white. It's like up and down. It's like space with no gravity and earth with gravity. They're so opposite of one another. And every time I think about this morning, you ever just be sitting there, you're thinking about Sunday school for the Sunday school teachers. And next thing you know, you start meditating on things that are just like, you're like, why am I thinking about that? But sometimes the Lord wants to express Passover to us in a way that only we can understand it. And the only thing that can really explain uh, Passover to each and every one of us is the movement that happened here in America between people of color and people of non-color. Does that make sense to you? Passover is done by faith. Passover is something that happened in Egypt. It wasn't uh, the blood that was turned into water that broke Pharaoh's back. It wasn't the flies. You know, sometimes today, even if I was in a third world country and and they're filming me, I would smack that little fly off my eye. They ain't going to catch me like that, John. You know what I'm saying? Have a, I'm sitting there talking to you. you just like, can you get that fly off? It ain't going to happen to me like that. There was many flies back then, all right? It wasn't going to be the locust. Pitch black. Couldn't even see nothing. It's so black you could feel black. That's how dark it was when the Lord took away light. He just took light and moved it. I mean, they, when, it, when, when the magicians started saying that, hey, Pharaoh, I know we ain't here playing and everything, but this actually is God. And Pharaoh's like, what are you talking about? He's like, don't you, we can't even, we don't even know where each other's at right now. When God said, let there be light, he didn't even make the sun and the moon yet when he said, let there be light. And sometimes we can still go outside country black and still kind of know where each other's at. But when the Lord just said, you know what, I'm going to take light where there is no light. And the Egyptians, listen, there was a difference between Egypt and Goshen. There was no light at all in Egypt to the point where it felt like you were wearing no light. Like the coat you had on was just so black. You know, everything was just black. You couldn't see nothing. All that you could do was feel blackness. Amen? God didn't break Pharaoh's back with that. He broke Pharaoh's back when he told the children of Israel to take a lamb, slay that lamb and apply it to the doorpost of your heart by faith. And I know they were looking at Moses like, you must be on that dope. But because of the many plagues that God has sent at Pharaoh, you would think that any one of those plagues would have broke Pharaoh's back. And he just said, okay, go on and go. But the plagues didn't break his back. It was without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins or there is no break from the hold of Satan that is on people's lives. And when we look at the civil rights movement, the civil rights movement wasn't designed to explain to you and I racism. It wasn't designed to explain. Black Lives Matter movement wasn't designed for you and I to understand that black lives matter. You hear what I'm saying? Jesus came to expose Satan. Peter said he went around healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. he didn't he didn't come for people to say hey God is here. He came to expose Satan for who he is. The civil rights movement exposed Satan for who he is because we know in the scriptures it says that there will be enmity between her seed and his seed. So plan out today when we look at Martin Luther King and just the entirety of the work that he did in a short amount of time. Remember, he's just as old as Josiah in the scriptures. Do you know that? We talk about old Josiah, the youngest king to ever die. Listen, did a movement in Jerusalem, came against all the pagan and all the satanic things that was going on in Israel at that time. He exposed it and destroyed it, but yet he died at 39 years old. And you would think that Martin Luther King was like 70 years old or 80 years old with the work that God had did in his life, but he's not. He's 39 years old. 39 years old, this man did such a movement And brought this, listen, he brought racism out of nowhere. He made it come uh, to the surface. The hatred that people had for another people because of what? The hatred that those people had for Jesus. Listen, the, the Roman king came out and said, why do you hate this man so much? I've examined this man. I've talked to him. I've spent time with him. Have you spent time with him? Have you listened to this man? He had the opportunity, just like the high priest, did. he examined the lamb himself. Have you examined Martin Luther King today? Have you examined yourself? What have you examined? To the point where you've come to a conclusion, there's no fault in him. He doesn't deserve to die. When we examine ourselves, we realize that we need somebody to represent us. Do you know that? If you're sitting here today, you should realize that you need somebody to represent you. You need a lawyer to represent you because when you and I begin to look at ourselves based on scripture, we find ourselves lacking. When we examine the way we treat one another, we find ourselves lacking. We're we're, we're not loyal enough like Thomas was sharing this morning. Are we loyal to one another? Will we steal from one another? Will we talk about one another? Will we lie on one another? Will we forsake one another? Sometimes things happen in families where families fall apart because one individual can't hold up. His end of the bargain, but God held up his end of the bargain. The commandment for you and I today is to uh, take up our cross. When nobody else feels like taking up the cross, when nobody else in the family wants to take up the cross, when nobody else wants to be loyal, we got to be like God and we got to be loyal. He says, be loyal to me. He says, love me with all of your heart and with all of your mind, and with all of your soul, and with all your strength. He says, be loyal to me. He says, I'm going to put my spirit in you, and I'm going to write my laws upon your heart and upon your mind, and I will be to you a God, and you will be to me, sons and daughters. He said, be loyal to me. Do y'all hear me? Ooh. This morning, meditating, on the men and women that took up the cross. I was moved to tears. Cause I never read it. I'm black. And some things I have never taken the time to read. And sitting there while other people are are wondering if the game was good last night, (laughs) you know how we are. We're watching the games, we're watching TikTok. Facebook, mad because we got to go to church, (laughs) want to stay home, hungry, ain't got no money. But I'm sitting there by myself and I'm looking at these men and women, Reverend Bruce Clunder. He's not black. Do you see him? You can look him up on your phone. He's not a black man. He believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He believed that out of one blood that God made all the nations on planet Earth. When he saw the atrocities that were going on in America, it moved him up off his couch. It moved him from behind the podium where he was safe. It moved him to do something with his life that was greater than anything he could ever imagine. Jesus says, if you love me, lose your life. That's what he says. I started reading about this man. It says he was among civil rights activists who protested the building of a segregated school by placing their bodies in the way of construction equipment. Now listen. He was standing in the way of people that were saying that you ain't good enough to be next to them and them, or they aren't good enough to be next to you. The gospel says out of one blood, God made everybody on the earth that we see. Eve is the mother of all that are living. This man, listen, he was not playing when he went out there. Something happened in his life where he left the pool pit and went out there and did something with his life. It says here in Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, Noah condemned the world in which he lived in. This man went out there and condemned the world in which he lived in and what they were doing to people of color and of non-color. They were doing this not only to blacks, but blacks and whites. They didn't give two cents about who you were. If you weren't with their program, I'm telling you, your life is on the line. Some people keep thinking their life is safe because they keep their mouth shut. This man stood there and did not move and they ran him over with a bulldozer. You thought it was about the color of your skin, didn't you? There's enmity between the seed of Eve and the seed of Satan. When you begin to make a decision, let a man examine himself. Find out what is inside you. Do you love this world? Is that what you're about? God whispered to Noah and said, I'm ending everything. He's told you and I that. But yet we seem to want to hold on to some things. We still want to be with love and hip hop. Do you know that? We still want to be so cool. We want to be such a part of this world. It's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. And I'm telling you that it is not... Have you guys heard of Andrew Goodman and Michael Swerner? They're listed here in the picture with a black man. Do you guys know who they are? Have you ever seen their face before? Never saw them before? Never heard of them? I, think, I thought they were the people that went, uh, with those two guys from Mississippi. That's right, T. Some of us, when we go back and we begin to look at the men and women like Noah, like Abraham, like David, and all of them that condemned this world. And their faith made them take up the cross and follow Jesus. Like Stephen. They caught Stephen. They tried to catch everybody. But they caught Stephen. They even let Stephen speak for a second. And I'm pretty sure they let these men speak too. They want to know why you hanging out with them niggas. And what's so important about them niggas that you're willing to lay your life down for them. And I bet you one of them spoke. I bet you maybe both of them spoke. And I bet you they said, you know what? Out of one blood, God made all the nations that are on this planet. Your phone's off. Oh, wrong, that God, thank you, G. <laughs> <laughs> That God created all men equal. Do you know that? That there is no difference of color with anybody. There's no difference between the Egyptian and the Hebrew. That Eve is still everybody's mama. But these men didn't want to hear it. Just like when they were listening to Jesus, they shut their ears and began to scream and said, Kill him! And these men right here, young civil rights workers, were arrested by a deputy sheriff and then released into the hands of Klansmen who had plotted their murders. They were shot, their bodies were buried in an earthen dam. That's what happened to these two young men that rode with this young black man that thought that everybody had the right to vote. We start talking about taking up our cross and following him. We think about these little pretty sermons that Martin Luther King made on, uh, at Capitol Hill. We think about these beautiful photos and stuff of Martin Luther King. They shot him in his face. There's another man here named Reverend James Reed. He was a Unitarian minister from Boston who was among many white clergymen who joined the Selma marchers after the attack by the state troopers. At the Edmund Pettus Bridge, Reed was beaten to death by white men while he walked down a Selma Street. We're talking about Passover. Jesus is our Passover. And he tells us here in Luke chapter nine that if any man comes after me, let him take up his cross. Reverend James Reed took up the cross and started preaching the gospel that Jesus preached. And listen, he didn't do it behind four walls. He left the four walls, came out from behind the booth, and started walking down a street in America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. But when he realized that there was enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of Satan, they beat him and they killed him on that same street that he walked down. There's a young woman here, Viola She's a woman. Women ain't allowed to speak, are they? They ain't allowed to preach. They should be home barefoot and pregnant. Keep their mouths shut. Well, this white woman right here met Jesus. Yes, she did. She met Jesus. She had the same opportunity that every other woman in here, every other man in here has. Joel says that I'm going to pour my spirit out upon all flesh and my sons and daughters shall prophesy. She was just a housewife, a mother from Detroit. She drove alone to Alabama to help with the Selma March after seeing televised reports of the attack at the Edmund Pettus Bridge. She was ferrying marches between Selma and Montgomery when she was shot and killed by clansmen in a passing car i can 't make this stuff up, and you can continue to go home and look at all the different martyrs that happened in our lifetime. This is modern history we don 't have to go back to the New testament to look at the, to look at Stephen to look at Peter to look at James and all of those brothers that walked with Jesus, they left the pulpit, they left the temple, and began to go out here into the streets, and begin to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I tell you right now, they're all buried in a shallow grave. You know what I'm saying? The truth ain't always pretty. Six says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, it says, without faith. It is impossible to please them. And I tell you right now, I recommend you young people to go home and begin to look at the people that gave their lives to the Lord. And then they took their lives and they fought for people. If it don't move you to tears, and there's numerous people who gave their lives up, and they're not all black people. That that woman at the well, when she ran into Jesus, Jesus told her, the father is looking for people to worship him. It's not going to be in Jerusalem anymore. Jerusalem was there to represent that God was going to place his name someplace. That God was putting his name in a particular place. Today we realize that he said, it's Jesus. It's Yahshua. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's not about going to Jerusalem. People need to to make a, a trip to Jerusalem. I ain't got to go to Jerusalem. All right? The scriptures tell me I don't have to go to Jerusalem. I need to bloom where I've been planted. These people did not go to Jerusalem and die by Roman hands. Satan is going around like Peter said. All right? Like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you ain't got to go to Israel to lay your life down. You could be anywhere on this planet. The minute you take up your cross and you step outside your house and you begin to proclaim that Jesus is Lord and you begin to condemn like Noah. Noah stepped out of his house and began to build a boat and he condemned this world and everything that was going on this world, and said, this is not the world that God made. It may look like it, but it ain't the world that God made. Without faith, it's impossible to please our God. For he that comes to God must first believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. These men and women diligently sought the Lord. I believe like Thomas was talking about who in here in their right mind would wake up in the morning and walk towards death threats. Who in their right mind would do that? Peter couldn't do it. They said, weren't you with him? He said, I don't even know what you're talking about. They said, nah, nah, bro, you were with him. No, you got the wrong man. No, we ain't got the wrong man. I know it's you. You got the same clothes on and you have to cuss your way out of that place. By faith. Listen to Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. I started thinking about this verse right here. And the Holy Spirit brings back the I have a dream speech. And I'm like, Lord, why are we When we've seen this stuff over and over again, he's like, but you got to remember what he's saying in the speech when he said, I've been to the mountaintop. I started thinking about when God took Moses to the mountaintop. He said, you know what, Moses, you ain't going to make it there. That's what Martin Luther King said. I ain't going to make it with you. But I've been to the mountaintop. I've walked up to the top of the mountain and I looked across at the promises that God made to you and I. And right here in Hebrews, God made a promise to Noah. He came to him the same way he came to Martin Luther King. And he says, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. And he's telling each and every one of us this morning that I'm coming back to destroy this place that you love so much. Starts to talk about over here that any man looking back isn't fit for the kingdom of God. And I tell you today that I believe that if God begins to move on your heart and my heart, we will find ourselves carrying our cross. It's not going to just be lip service anymore. We're not just going to high five each other at the church and go home and say, ain't God good. No, we'll find ourselves getting death threats. Just like they did. It wasn't the first. Listen, they got many death threats. You come down here again, boy. You ain't going to make your way back home. They would call Dr. Martin Luther King's phone. They would call these people's phones. They would get their phone number. Because back in the day, they used to list your name and phone number and address. And what they call the yellow pages and the white pages. You can look him up in the white pages. They would call your phone. And they would tell you what they were gonna do to you. Just like the Hebrews told Jesus what they were gonna do to him. We are going to kill you. But Noah was warned just like Martin Luther King was warned. Yes, he did. Martin Luther King put his faith and trust in the Lord. He had to believe that God is real. There's no way you and I are gonna get up and walk down the street. There's no way we're gonna get up and continue to keep moving forward with God's will. Knowing that it's going to end our life, but that's what Luke 9 is all about, to take up the cross and follow him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder. He was telling Noah, I got a place for you. He told Moses, I got a place for you. And Noah moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. That ark is a beautiful picture of Jesus. You know that? That Listen, he formed that ark. He built it with his family. His family like, Dad, are you serious? But it says to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved in your house. That's what it says. The ark is like Jesus. And when he got all the way inside Jesus, the father shut the door. And God destroyed this place. Do you hear what I'm saying? Stop thinking that he's a little lamb. He is the lion of Judah. And when he tells you and I what he is going to do, he will do it. Noah was moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world. And became an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. What do you believe this morning? When we partake of the Passover, what is it that you believe? I know we examine ourselves and I guarantee you when we examine ourselves, we'll find fault in us. And we need to begin to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I, ex- I accept you. The same way Noah did. Now hide me inside you. Because I know that your angels are coming. That's what Passover is. They said you better be inside that door. The same door that Noah was in. You better get your butt in that door. With the blood on it. Because death is coming. And Noah. Noah. Moved by fear. It it, it it must have brought him to a place where he says the same God that made this world is the same God that's about to destroy this world. And listen, and God allowed Noah. He let Noah work while it was day. He let Noah work to the point when Noah said, "Okay, Father, I'm done. And you and I, he is allowing you and me to work right now. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's allowing you to work. He's allowing me to work right now. He's giving us a time frame to work. And we say, Father, I'm done. We out. We ain't living forever. We are heirs of the same promise as Noah. I don't know why it moved me this morning. Maybe I'm praying too much. (laughs) Maybe I'm reading too much. Maybe I'm too caught up in this thing and I can't find my way out and I pray that you go home and instead of using our phone to sin, let's look up the men and women that followed Jesus to their death and they weren't old. They didn't have gray hair. They had dreams like you and me. They wanted to have families. They wanted to roll on dubs. They wanted the music system. They wanted all of that, but maybe they got too caught up in this thing. The Bible says that Ezekiel got so caught up, he stepped out in there and realized that the water was fine, but the higher the water got, when it got him to the point where he started getting that buoyancy, ever go out into the ocean? The ocean, after a while, you walk out there, and, it's, and, and when it's at your knees, you're still good. You're laughing and joking. You get out to your waist, and you're having fun, and you're throwing each other in the water. But when you go out a little bit farther, the lifeguard starts to move forward in his chair. You'll see a lifeguard shift when everybody's close to land, but when, uh, the farther the people get out, he starts to s- scoot a little bit forward. And then he starts to stand up and he starts to watch because there's something called the undertow. If you ain't been in the ocean, you don't know what I'm talking about. It don't happen in lakes. Don't happen in rivers. It happens when you and I get out there in the ocean, when deep cries out to deep. When you start getting far enough, when the Holy Spirit starts to take you and it takes you where you don't want to go. And it took these men and women where they didn't want to go. You didn't think that Noah wanted to, you know, live the, the dream and have the, the the big house with the white picket fence. He spent a hundred and something years building a boat. And you talk about your arthritis? <laughs> you talk about your knees being bad? You start talking about your dreams, but I'm telling you, write the vision, it'll make it plain. That day that read it could run and Jesus has wrote it out for you and I. And if you and I would just read it and walk it out, it's going to change our life. I pray that you and I get so caught up in this thing that it moves us like it moves this white woman to get up off her couch. To ride to a place that she's never been before. And stand up for people that can't stand up for themselves. And it cost her her life. You hear me? I know you're not going to go home and read it. I know that when that door opens up right there. I know that Pharaoh is waiting on you. And I know Pharaoh's going to tell you that you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going to be no freedom fighter. You ain't no Martin Luther King. You ain't going to be nothing. But maybe one of y'all this morning will take this same phone that is so precious that you can't live without. You'll leave your pocketbook in your wallet before you leave this phone. Oh, yeah, this phone right here. Oh, yeah, this is the thing. It's got everything you need, this little phone. You, you, this phone right here, if it was Jesus, man, the whole world be saved. Because we can't live without it. Oh, yeah. I hope that when that door opens, that maybe you'll be at home. And maybe you'll begin to read up on all this nonsense that happened in this little world that you love so much. This world don't love you. This world is just using you. Because if you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul, Jesus says, you better look out because they're coming for you. Because free people free other people. That little movie, The Matrix, once Neo got to the place where he realized that it was real. Ooh, the bad guy said, that's the one we got to kill. And when you get to the place where you realize that God is real, that this ain't no game, I'm telling you right now, he's coming for you. Your life is going to change forever. And there is no going back. You hear me? When Martin Luther King stepped out there and they said they were going to kill him, they were trying every angle they could to kill him. The crazy thing about it is the people that were sued and responsible for his death (laughs) is the American government. The one that wrote the Constitution that all men are created equal. Uh, That there's freedom of speech. Isn't it ironic that the people that they sued and paid the family was the very government that promised you and I that they would protect us. That promised these Caucasian brothers and sisters that they had their back. The same government was the one that the family sued for killing Dr. Martin Luther King. Isn't that ironic the thing we have so much joy and pleasure in is the very thing that killed us? That's all I got this morning. Maybe I'm too far in. Maybe I'm too far in. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it was the icky, because I used to smoke. Maybe it's coming back on me. <laughs> it gets real sometimes. Maybe y'all ain't feeling it like I'm feeling it. Maybe I'm watching old Yeller and I'm the only one with the tears falling down my face because I got a dog named Repo. (laughs) And I love my little Repo, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, no, Repo! Mm -hmm. Everybody cried on on old Yeller, didn't they? Mm -hmm. But not everybody cried when Jesus died. Isn't that ironic to me? We'll cry for a dog. But we won't cry for Jesus. We'll cry for a dog. But we won't cry for these men and women because we don't love our neighbor as ourselves. We won't cry for the people that laid down their life. Will we? No, we won't. No, we won't. Uh-uh, we ain't gonna do that. But I might have to go home and put on old yellow for y'all. That's the only way where I get a little. I'll get a little tear fall down your face, won't I? You'll be like, you ain't have to do that, Rev. You ain't got to do all that. Maybe I'll put on Cooley High. You remember I'm saying when Cochise died? I was like, oh, there you go, Cochise. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But when Jesus died, ain't nobody cry. <laughs> when you read about the Passover, you ain't moved. When it talks about, are you moved to some type of emotion? Now, nah, because you wasn't there. You wasn't there when these people died. All because they believe that Eve is the mother of all that are living. I don't care what color they come in. It says that Adam and Eve, everybody comes from Adam and Eve. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Anybody else have anything on their heart?